Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Have you ever considered that we are living in a unique time? That something world changing is about to happen? And that it might concern you? If so, you're in the right place. Keep listening, and you'll hear thought-provoking views behind the news that point to a new and better future for all. Many people now sense that humanity is not alone. So consider this. If the Christ or the Buddha walked among us today as modern men, would we recognize them? What would they be saying? And most importantly, would we listen? Every Sunday on this program, Share International Radio, We'll examine extraordinary events that are unfolding behind the headline news. This may be the message of hope you've been waiting for. And now, welcome to this week's show. Welcome to this week's show. Yes, welcome indeed. This is Anna Goldholland broadcasting to you from a very snowy Vancouver. And this is a novelty for us, so a bit of excitement in the air as Christmas approaches. However, we have a show of a different dimension today. We are going to be talking about unraveling the mysteries of dark energy. And we have with us today my guest, Eliza Graff who has joined us before before and and is actually actually the author author of this article article Unraveling the Mystery of Dark Dark Energy Energy that appeared in Share Share International Magazine in the October October issue. That is Share, S-H-A-R-E, as in sharing, Share-International, uh, uh, dot, org. dot org and if you and go there you will find the October issue and you can read the um, this article this online article for yourself, for yourself. Just before just we get before started with started welcoming, with welcoming my, my, my guests, guests uh, today, today, I'd just I'd like just to like remind you of, of our premises of our show, of our show Share, Share on the Air, on the air radio. radio and, um, and um, those are three those are in three number. In number. First is that we, humanity, are not alone. We never have been, but we certainly are not now at this very uh, crucial moment in our history and transition into a new civilization. And at this time comes help of an extraordinary nature, help that we have called in as humanity and help that has responded to our call in terms of cosmic law. So we have with us great teachers who are now emerging onto the world scene. At their head is the Lord Maitreya. I will spell that for you. 
M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A for those of you who are new to our program. And thank you for our longtime listeners for staying through our premises for our show. So with these great teachers, the masters of wisdom, perfected masters, who have gone beyond us and our evolution as humans and are now divine for all intents and purposes as far as we are concerned. These are master scientists who can help us in our unraveling of the new age and as well in unraveling this mystery of dark energy, which is my topic today with uh, my guest. Elisa, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. I'm in uh, dark Germany. Germany is actually, it's 10, 10 p.m. here. And uh, hey, is it snowing? Yeah. No, I think we all wish it would snow. Um, it's actually been a strange winter so far. It's been a little bit on the warm side, but it's gotten cold in the last few days. So we're, I think everybody's crossing their fingers. We might get snow for Christmas. Ah, well, there you have it. The vagaries of the weather in this um, planetary exchange of energy. We've uh, cold snap all over North America here. Anyways, we're not here to discuss the weather. We're here to discuss the article unraveling the mystery of dark energy. And so tell us to begin with, what led you to research and to write this article? Well, actually, I know nothing about physics, and um, I'm very curious, of course, but I never actually studied physics myself, so I'm not an expert at all, um, of course. And um, I think that uh, when something comes across my screen uh, that looks interesting, perhaps for Share International readers, um, you know, I basically sent it in to the editor, and uh, she basically thought it was a good idea maybe to... Uh, write about this topic, and she also had another article that was similar that I was able to incorporate as well. And um, I learned a lot by doing the article because, uh, well, first of all, I think I I assumed generally that um, we must be getting close to sort of being able to understand the nature of dark matter, dark energy, these kinds of things. But they're actually one of the things I found out in, in researching is that there's not, not really a consensus about what it is. Um, most physicists appear to agree that there is such a thing, but not all do. And uh, there's, there's myriad theories about what it actually represents. Um, so it's, it's, there's no consensus, and I thought that was really surprising. I guess I shouldn't, because <laughs> obviously uh, the nature of physics is such, in fact, it's at a point right now that uh, it appears that they're really struggling with uh, theories that kind of are beyond the bounds of being able to experiment uh, with. And uh, I think it's just the nature of the, the huge subject, because obviously, um, I mean, as, as I mentioned in the article, uh, they're engaging with enormous uh, spaces. They're, they're mapping galaxies, 1.2 million galaxies across a volume of 650 billion cubic light years to try and understand dark energy. Uh, so they're... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> just, just 
dark matter exerts its influence on individual galaxies as well as the universe at large. And that's um, this uh, I, this quote that I just read is actually from the Hobberly the Hobby Eberly Telescope Dark Energy Experiment, which is another research project. Um, on, you can access them online as well to learn more. But basically, there's there's a lot of things that uh, physicists have learned, but they still have a long way to go as far you know as, as really coming to a consensus about what they're looking at. And we have and even we have, uh, stroked the surface of defining what dark energy is, let alone unraveling its mystery. We'll be back uh, after the break to continue our discussion with Lizzie Conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Spiritual. Metaphysical. Green living. Psychic. Alternative healing. Life coaching. Do any of these or similar terms apply to your business or cause? If so, you are in a niche market with a very specific audience. Conscious Gate PR is the world's leading conscious public relations agency. With a global reach of over 4 million and growing, we offer comprehensive media campaigns to our targeted market. Learn more at ConsciousGatesPR.com. Conscious Marketing for Conscious Minds. Join Vibe Nation radio host, international psychic medium, Carrie Turcott, as she guides her listeners to rediscover themselves by accessing the keys of knowledge that already exist within. Each week's show is divinely orchestrated to intertwine with the universal energies, allowing the listeners to go deeper within. At the end of each show, Carrie will tap into the energies of the listeners and give a message from spirit about the upcoming week. If you really want to get to know who you truly are, join Carrie each Monday at 3 p.m. on Vibe Nation Radio. My Trey's Mission, the book by Benjamin Krem, is a riveting exploration of life ahead. It reveals how the world teacher, Maitreya, and other ancient guardians of the human race are emerging now and are showing us how to release our divine potential. Investigate for yourself at shareontheairradio.org. That's shareontheairradio.org. Shareontheairradio.org. Hey, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Rachel Ray here. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face than cooking up a big meal for the whole family and lots of friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in our country who struggle with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids. But they can't do it without your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're on Share on the Air Radio, North America, thought-provoking views behind the news. And today's guest, Eliza Graff, is the author of Unraveling the Mystery of Dark Energy, an article that you can read in the publication Share International. I'll give you the website for that. It is share, S-H-A-R-E, international.org and there you have very thought-provoking bits of information that come to you every month from all over the world on all kinds of topics charting the emergence of Maitreya the master of all the perfected masters who are now emerging into our midst to help us at this uh, particularly difficult time of the Earth's evolution. So the uh, magazine covers their emergence onto the world scene and how their energies of love and light are helping us to transform Perhaps, Perhaps not as not quickly as or as obviously as, obviously as we would like, would like but, definitely but definitely that there is that quite there a lot happening, happening under the surface, under the surface and, even and even under these under appearance, this of, dark appearance of dark times. Part of that Part is, of that the, is the, uh, advancements the advancements that are happening, that are happening in, in the scientific, scientific world, world, which my which friend my and colleague, and colleague uh, Elisa has Elisa been documenting in this article. In this article. And, um, and um, Elisa, one of the things that you mention is, is the fact, the fact that, uh, that uh, of Einstein, Einstein and, how and how absolutely brilliant, brilliant he was. He was. Yes, I actually, I, I actually uh, really discovered actually through writing this article that his theories are still considered to be, you know, the most the most preeminent theories um, that are being used to discover things like dark energy and to understand the nature of um, the universe. And uh, it doesn't appear that anyone really comes close in many respects. So um, he's a very special person, actually. And what I also, I started the article with a quote by um, Einstein because um, it appears to me that all through the various things I've read about him and what I've learned about his life, he was actually quite a, a mystic in a certain sense. He was a seeker. Um, and uh, he, I started out the article by explaining his quote, the, the fairest thing that we can experience is the mysterious. It is the fundamental emotion which stands at the cradle of true art and true science. And this is from... Uh, just, let's, let's just have you repeat that just once slowly so that people can really hear it. It's wonderful. Sure. It's from his essay, The World as I See It. And he, uh, it's apparently a very famous essay. You can find it online. Um, he said, the fairest thing or the most beautiful thing we can experience 
is the mysterious. It is the fundamental emotion which stands at the cradle of true art and true science. And later on, a little further on in that essay, he says, a knowledge of the existence of something we cannot penetrate, of the manifestations of the profoundest reason and the most radiant beauty, which are only accessible to our reason in their most elementary forms. It is this knowledge and this emotion that constitute the truly religious attitude. In this sense, and in this alone, I am deeply, a deeply religious man. And so, you know, he had a, a real uh, sense of um, veneration for uh, what he was looking at when he was peering into the universe and wanting to understand the nature of the universe. Um, he was looking for something more than just uh, scientific, you know, uh, understanding. I think he was actually... Uh, looking for something, you know, something that tied everything together and that actually what we would say is, is pointing to the idea of unity in all things. Um, I also, along those lines, I also put into the article uh, a box of various quotes from the esoteric teachings and uh, from Benjamin Krem's master. It's a beautiful quote that sort of also echoes what Einstein had to say. Uh, the underlying purpose of all life is the creation of unity thus expressing the interconnectedness of all atoms. For most men, cosmos is a collection of separate material bodies, infinitely large and distant, inertly obeying mechanical laws of matter. In reality, cosmos, space itself, is a living entity, the source of our being, our mother and father. And so I felt that, they, you know, basically these two things tied together between what Einstein had to say and also uh, what the master is saying. Um, Einstein was, has not been the only physicist who's had these kinds of ideas, though. I mean, obviously, um, physics is a very demanding science, and you have to be pretty smart to be able to do it. So we probably have a larger number of maybe geniuses in that particular field. Um, but David Bohm is also very well known for his... Uh, interest in spiritual subjects. In fact, he, for many years, um, was in a public conversation with Krishnamurti. Um, David Bohm uh, was a physicist uh, and, a, and a professor emeritus of physics at the University of London. And uh, that was until 1992 when he died. He was, he was born in 1917. And um, there's a great quote by him as well. Um, he said, I would say that in my scientific and philosophical work, my main concern has been with understanding the nature of reality in general and of consciousness in particular as a coherent whole, which is never static or complete, but which is an unending process of movement and unfoldment. So I think that you can see that um, in understanding physics, at least from what I can see, it requires really more, a higher intuition. And I think that's one of the things our science today is kind of missing in some respects because it's, it's a very materialistic science that we're, that we're engaged in today. And that's what it appears to me. There was a question and answer in April's 2014 Share International where Benjamin Krem was asked, uh, most modern astronomers are now in agreement that the expansion of the universe is speeding up and will never slow or stop, but keep expanding into infinity. 
And the question was, doesn't the Ageless Wisdom teach that at some point the universe will stop expanding, start contracting, and eventually contract back to the single point from which all creation emanated? And Benjamin Krem said yes. And the second question was, and then after a pause, the creation and expansion begins again, and so on, in endless cycles? And Benjamin Krem said yes. And then, if this is so, what are the astronomers missing or overlooking? And he said the truth. <laughs> The great, the great cosmic outbreathing and inbreathing goes on forever. Yeah. And, the, and this idea of the great cosmic outbreathing going on, in, inward, outward, going on forever, this is very much part of the ancient wisdom teachings. Yes, and I think it's, I think it's relevant. Well. I think it's relevant to note that, you know, that in terms of understanding dark energy or dark matter, they're looking at the expansion of the universe. Um, that's how they discovered it, actually, um, because basically they, scientists knew that the universe was accelerating. They showed, their experiments showed that there was an undefined force pushing galaxies apart. And... Uh, they theorized that breaking effects of gravity would slow it down, but their observations that the universe was accelerating were kind of a shock. So then they started wondering what's pushing galaxies apart, and that's how they came to this understanding of dark energy. And so essentially, um, I think this outbreathing and inbreathing, um, or at least the outbreathing that they've discovered, this expanding of the universe, it tallies with the ancient teachings. And, and also, they're representing from your article here uh, that the, the, this dark energy is a field that permeates all of space. Yeah, that's one. That's one particular. Um, there are three different theories, according to the research that I did, according to the the writers that I also quoted. Uh, they explain that. Um, uh, the leading hypothesis is that dark energy is a property of empty space itself. Um, according to William Reville, who is an Irish Times blogger, he's a professor, um, and he says this hypothesis fits the astrophysical evidence better than the other two, the other two uh, theories. Um, Albert Einstein first posited that empty space, the space between stars and galaxies, is not actually empty. Um, and I also quoted NASA's science website, uh, space has amazing properties, many of which are just being, beginning to be understood. And the first property that Einstein discovered is that it's possible for more space to come into existence. So um, a lot of people believe that this is really what's happening with the expansion process, um, that basically more space is coming into existence. <laughs> so there isn't really anything wow. such as empty wow. space. Um yeah, so this is why they think the universe may be expanding faster and fact faster. But another hypothesis is that it represents a dynamic energy fluid or field that permeates all of space but counteracts the attractive pull of gravity. Um, so that's one, one other thing. But then there are other physicists who believe that uh, there is no such thing really as dark energy. Um, they actually believe that uh, it's an, it's an un, un, misunderstood property of gravity. So, so there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding uh, or mis, you know, there's no consensus, as I said before. Um, a colleague sent me, after I, this was published, this article, um, he sent me uh, an, another article from a magazine about physics. Uh, it's 
And he basically said that, uh, I mean, it showed basically this article was talking about the fact that um, there's a lot of um, uh, argument within the physics field about not just these kinds of subjects, but about the nature of their study, because there are some who believe that they should not be engaging in physics unless it's something they can actually experiment on, some theory that they can actually experiment with, as opposed to these sort of of out-of-bounds giant you know theories that nobody can ever really test and um, to me that seems pretty evident that just like every other institution at this time in the world today any every field of endeavor is suffering because the old ways are kind of falling apart you know that our, our old methods of inquiry are changing and well they might um, I think therefore I am is a little outdated with uh, Descartes and company let's talk more about what the new science is actually leading us to once we're up back from the break free your mind expand your soul Home Times Radio, IOM FM. Have you bought into the idea that you have to work hard for your money, that business is hard? I will share some dynamic access consciousness tools to get you out of your own way so you can create a business that actually succeeds. Join me, Simone Millicers, on the Joy of Business at 4 p.m. Mondays Eastern. Did you know that Share International Radio is more than just a podcast? If you're hungry for thought-provoking views behind the news, there may be a Share International event happening soon near you, providing a spiritual perspective you'll find nowhere else. To locate an event in your area, visit shareontheairradio.org. That's shareontheairradio.org. Shareontheairradio.org. My name is Dale Pazinski, and this is how I live United. I volunteer with United Way, helping the homeless in my community. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By teaching computer skills and helping them build a basic resume to save on their very own USB drive. It's huge when somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear this shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We are here with my guest, Eliza Graff, discovering the unraveling of the mystery of dark energy. 
neither of us neither is, of course, any kind of expert on modern-day modern science. science. And, and we have been we have talking been now about the quandary of modern-day modern science, science. Uh, uh, in, terms in terms of the of perspective, the perspective that, that, it that it can evolve. And I wanted to bring in one concept that is, of course, is one concept of uh, one concept, one constant of the teachings of the uh, ancient wisdom. And this is the fact of the existence of etheric planes of matter. That there is, above our regular dimensions that we can see and taste and smell and see and what have you, above the solid physical, the liquid and the gaseous, that there are four other planes of material that are more subtle and that our science has yet to be able to grapple with. Here we are living in an energy or, or in, in an envelope of etheric energy and not actually recognizing it, or at least most scientists not actually recognizing it. And I think we need to go into that, Eliza. Um, what? How, how do you approach this? Well, I mentioned in the article that Benjamin Krem refers to the etheric planes in his book, uh, The Reappearance of the Christ and the Masters of Wisdom, as an ocean of energy. And he describes them as four planes of still finer matter above the dense physical solid, liquid, and gaseous, which constitute the etheric envelope of this planet, and of which the dense physical planes are a precipitation. So... Um, it's, it's kind of amazing to really think about um, that, you know, the world that we can see with our eyes, um, there's only three states of matter that we have learned about through our scientific uh, endeavors, besides these unknown things that the physicists are looking at. But we, we only understand really the dense physical plane, then the, um, the liquid uh the plane of the liquid, and then the then the gaseous, and uh, beyond that, um, as far as science is concerned, uh, there's no understanding really of what what's beyond that. So, of course, there are so many aspects of life that if we could see these planes would be so clear to us. Um, but we do have some experience of these planes, actually. If you've ever had acupuncture, or uh, if you've ever done yoga or meditation, um, you know, obviously we're operating on all these planes, even if we're not aware of them. And uh, this is uh, these are the planes. The etheric planes are actually where our chakras are actually physically located, and uh, where the meridians that Chinese medicine uh, uses, we we would see if we could see if we had etheric vision, we would be able to see these things. Uh, so it's kind of pretty amazing really to imagine what would happen if uh, science finally came to the awareness that that there that the physical planes there's still four more higher uh, physical planes than what we already understand and uh, that's so essentially what what benjamin related. related sorry can you say that again there Yes, there are so many forms of energy that we have yet to discover and be able to relate to uh, in these planes. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it would it would really transform everything, and um, that's something I brought in as well in the article. I talked about the fact that uh, Wilhelm Reich, for example, had discovered these planes already, um, what he called orgone energy, um, what some people would also call, I guess, in the yogic science, prana, um, and he said that it was uh, something we all had access to. In fact, he was creating when he was alive. Um, he was creating tools, simple tools, to be able to use um, orgone, what he called orgone energy, or this etheric energy. Um, some people today still have built um, some of the tools that Wilhelm Reich developed, um, something called an orgone accumulator. I've known people who've created these um, very simple machines. I think they use basically steel wool, and uh, they attract this pranic energy, and you can actually focus it at different parts of the body. Um, so there are tools already that Wilhelm Reich, um, who was unfortunately maligned by the FDA, actually put into prison for his um, groundbreaking research that he did into the orgone energy that he was studying. Um, and he died in prison very sadly. And all of his books, I think, if, if you look up today uh, online, uh, whose books have been burned the most, Wilhelm Reich's entire uh, library, all of his research. Well, there's still some research papers apparently still kept um, uh, at Harvard University, of all places. There's a documentary that is in the process of being uh, created about Wilhelm Reich's uh, life story and his research, and uh, they've been doing a Kickstarter campaign. Um, so hopefully that story will come out soon and then more people will have an understanding of, of what he was trying to do to help us understand the universe. I mean, he was basically talking about dark energy too. That's what orgone energy is. Absolutely. Let me give uh, our, our, our readers, sorry, readers, <laughs> our listeners, the um, spelling of that if you want to look it up. It's Wilhelm Reich, R-E-I-C-H. And the, and the um, physicist that Lisa was, was mentioning in the first, in the first uh, segment, segment is David, is David Bohm, B-O-H-M, if you want to look either of those up. And they are on the forefront of being able to understand the sea of energy that we live in, which Benjamin Tren has referred to in his books. I'd like to uh, turn you on to his one of his great masterpieces, the Maitreya's Mission series of three volumes. And in this, we have teachings of Maitreya on all kinds of subjects and matters, not only science, but also the art of self-realization, which he has come to make known uh, to us at this time. So essentially, we are standing on the edge of a great breakthrough as as the human race and of course with these teachers among us Maitreya at their head to help us unravel these mysteries we will just take a giant leap forward one thing that you say Elisa in your article is that scientific discovery of the etheric planes clearly has enormous implications for humanity. 
and I'd, I'd like to get into that with you. Well, I mean, it's 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 pretty incredible to imagine the idea that um, that someday we would be able to understand um, really on a scientific level, like globally, um, why what the evolution of consciousness is really all about. That there are these various planes um, that we're interacting with, that we are conscious on, or you know, conscious of in our makeup, and there's a very dynamic process of evolution taking place where we're actually our consciousness. Is moving through these different uh, these different planes of existence. So that is, I think, the most remarkable thing would be that it would open up the science of the soul, and would open us up to the science of meditation, um, if, because we would have a, such a much deeper understanding of this process of you know um, of evolution, of conscious evolution of the, of consciousness. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to my mind, essentially. But obviously, um, also in the field of medicine, it would have an enormous imp- impact um, for people to finally begin to understand um, how disease precipitates, for example, from uh, the emotional or from the mental plane. And actually, I've, I found a couple of quotes about that from... Um, a Master Speaks, which is um, the various articles that Benjamin Krem's Master has written for Share International Magazine, which were compiled, have been compiled into uh, a volume called A Master Speaks. And um, actually it talked about that, and in fact that uh, when we begin to understand uh, the etheric plane, um, we will realize the true nature of our constitution, of, of the constitution of man, as a soul reflecting itself through mental, emotional, and twofold physical, etheric, and dense bodies. And the first step in the conquering of disease will be taken. Until now, man's attention has been focused on the dense physical plane, while the causes of disease are to be found in the misappropriation of the energies flowing through the subtler bodies. And this comes from um, an article called Health and Healing, Part 1. It was published in Share International in October of 1982, so it's an older um, an older one. But I also found another one uh, called Health and Healing, Part 2, uh, which was published subsequently. Um, and it says, Science today stands poised to contribute its share to the concrete of, of disease. The etheric planes of matter await man's exploration and study. Therein will be found the origin of that disequilibrium of forces which manifests itself as the body's ills. The treatment of disease will take on a new dimension when the function of the force centers, chakras, as receivers and dispensers of energy is understood, and when their conditions with the major glands of the endocrine system is known. Alice Bailey's books also talk about uh, the importance of that. So um, it says also in that particular Master's article, Health and Healing, Part 2, it will not be long until this research into the etheric fields begins in earnest. When it does, it will transform the therapeutic situation. So I think that it has enormous implications. And there are already energy medicines like homeopathy, which science doesn't really understand, and which is really quite amazing because if you know anything about homeopathy, the smaller the gross substance in the pill that you take, the stronger its energetic influence. And so I think that there's just so many potential applications to understanding uh, these kinds of technology, you know, this, these kinds of forms of therapy uh, when we have a better understanding of the etheric planes. 
Well, absolutely. And you know, that brings me back to the subject we started with, of mapping these, how many millions of galaxies was it? One third of the skies? Yeah, 1.2 million galaxies across 650 billion cubic light years. It's pretty incredible. Sky, according to your article. And so, so here we have the same thing happening with our understanding. That, I mean, it, it's, it, 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 it's mind-boggling that science itself has not been accepting, in fact, has been repudiating the role of the soul in our constitution, in our constitution. Not, not not even not accepting, even accepting it, it as a, as a dimension. dimension mind-boggling yeah so we are definitely on the verge of a new consciousness and we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break okay Free your mind. Expand your soul. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi, I'm Kelly Fox, host and astrologer of The Astrology Show. Each week, I'll give you access to the current transits, which are a valuable tool that provide astrological information to help unlock the potential each of us has. Understanding the stars can help steer us in the right direction to make better informed choices. So if you're wondering what's going to happen in your week ahead, be sure to tune in to The Astrology Show for guidance, Mondays at 9pm Eastern Time. Every night, when the skies are clear, a remarkable event can be witnessed. A UFO the size of five football fields is moving through the skies just like a star. It pulses, it blinks, it changes color. This spacecraft appeared before as the Star of Bethlehem. Find out what it all means. Visit ShareOnTheAirRadio.org. That's ShareOnTheAirRadio.org. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at DoIHavePreDiabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy. Which is great, because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test, because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to this, our final segment of Unraveling the Mystery of Dark Energy. Once again, neither Eliza or I nor our our, um, scientists by any uh, scope of the imagination. But it is interesting to 
follow up on some of these dimensions that we've been talking about in that the scientific discovery of the etheric planes clearly has enormous implications for humanity. Mr. Cram goes into this in um, many of his books, and I am drawing your attention to the trilogy Maitreya's Mission, where many, many of these uh, topics are discussed. So one of the things that uh, intrigues me, and I'd like your comments on this, Suliza, is, is the fact of the development of the intuition as, as, as a faculty for human beings, of course, and also the implications of considering this for the education of children, for example. Yes, um, actually, I think that that's really very important because, um, as I mentioned before, I think the reason why Einstein was so visionary was because he was a relatively evolved person and he was uh, his soul was giving him some pretty good uh, sense of direction, I think. Um, because, as I said before, very few people have ever come close to his capacity to sort of... Um, I mean, to come up with very creative ideas about what the universe is about, what the, what physics is trying to, t you know, uh, explore. And, um, in fact, I wanted to say another thing about that, and that is that I just discovered that um, Einstein met with Reich. Reich went to Princeton in 1941 and met with Einstein, and they spoke at length about Reich's work. And uh, according to the uh, organization that uh, that is still charting uh, the work of, of Wilhelm Reich. Uh, they said that he, that Einstein was very open to trying one of his um, one of his uh, devices that he had built. So it seems that Einstein was a very open-minded um, individual and could see the relationship between the work that he was doing and the work that um, Wilhelm Reich was doing. And obviously Wilhelm Reich also felt the same. So, um, but in terms of developing the intuition, obviously this is a is something that we all, um, the, the world will really change when we come to understand the nature of the soul um, and that, you know, people are more consciously engaged with uh, the process of spiritually evolving um, and self-realization. Um, I, I think that I, when looking at this, I went to the Alice Bailey books uh, just to find out what uh, what Alice Bailey had to say about, or the the Master DK had to say about education in the New Age, and they were talking about in um, that particular book, the Antikarana. Um, that there's a need to bridge the gap. The Antikarana is the bridge between um, between all the various uh, planes of experience that we are on. It, it, it helps us bridge um, our understanding of ourselves um, between the personality and the soul. And it's, it's something we're developing. All Every one of us is developing on the spiritual journey. Um, and... Uh, Basically, the threefold world of physical, emotional, mental functioning and the higher levels of so-called spiritual development, which is the world of ideas, of intuitive perception, and of spiritual insight and understanding. And so the Antikarana needs to be developed in a conscious way. But, of course, until people realize that they are on the spiritual journey, uh, most of us are not 
really aware that that's what's that's what we're trying to do. Um, but this particular book, Education in the New Age, Chapter One: The Objective of the New Education, Alice Bailey talks about the fact that education up to this time has been occupied with the art of synthesizing past history, past achievement. Um, it has been, it has been uh, having it has dealt with these forms of science which the past has evolved. It's primarily backward looking and it's not forward looking. And she also says that education has concerned itself primarily with the organizing of the lower mind. And it's really about uh, t- equipping the child to compete with the information with, that other people possess. And you can see that that's really what our educational system is about and why, why it's actually failing. It's actually falling apart today that uh, we, we've reached the end of that particular theme. And she goes on to say that essentially this is a very Piscean. It has to do with Piscean ideals. Now that we're going into the age of Aquarius... Um, we need to develop new forms of education and new forms of science, which will reflect these new ideals of Aquarius, which are more synthetic. They, they involved synthesizing information. Um, and we're not going to be so engaged, perhaps, with largely memory training that we see in education today. Um, and hopefully uh, we will be engaging more, as the masters have said, when they are in the world, um, we will actually, our whole, all of our systems will be redeveloped because uh, we'll recognize that they, the old systems aren't working for us anymore. And um, this new science of the soul will come into being and we can really become more conscious of working towards understanding what the intuition is about, these higher ideals, um, because there's a gap between the lower mind of the personality and the higher mind of the intuition. So I think that these people like Einstein, for example, are expressions of that, of being able to tap that mind of God. So that's why they're so visionary. Absolutely. Absolutely. <coughs> I just wanted, I just wanted excuse, excuse me, I have to cough here. Excuse me. I just want to fill in for our listeners a couple of these points. Eliza has mentioned the Alice Bailey books, which are actually a dictation from one of the Masters of Wisdom, the Master Dwell Kul, also known as the Tibetan who, between 1919 and 1949, penned a great degree of information um, through Ms. Bailey, and those are commonly referred to as the Bailey books. Uh, that's Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. And she was the second of three great exponents of teachings being made available by the uh, masters of wisdom, uh, masters to, the wisdom to the modern world. The first trash happened, happened with, with uh, Helena, Helena Petrovna Blavatsky at the turn, the turn of the century, who released a great amount of very esoteric material and went into a lot of the cosmology and the atomic structures that are being rediscovered even today and corroborated in modern science. So that's rather interesting that this area of the ageless wisdom teachings is now coming to the fore once again in in our more modern terms of course 
So there was Blavatsky, then there was Alice Bailey, the teachings that Eliza has been referring to, and then of course those of Benjamin Krim. So I invite you to take a look at those things and to begin a whole new realm of schooling and education, which is of great interest, but also the forefront of this education, this soul-based education, for example, and the understanding of the nature of intuition and the training of intuition. And of course, perhaps, Elisa, you would be so kind as to talk a little bit about transmission meditation as one of those devices. Yes, well, transmission meditation um, is really uh, an incredible tool for the development of, of um, spiritual consciousness and of our conscious uh, development. Um, it's both a service and it's also um, an incredible aid to our growth because we're contacting energies, uh, cosmic energies that are sent through our chakras in the process, which are like a hothouse. They basically um, really encourage enormous um, spiritual evolution within us uh, as we do transmission meditation. And uh, Benjamin Krem explained um, always that essentially meditation and service are the, are the royal road to our uh, conscious unfoldment um, as spiritual beings, that um, in order to evolve, these are the, really the royal road, the most important things we can do. And here in transmission meditation, we have um, this together. So um, it's a very easy thing to do. It's actually um, a very simple form of meditation that requires only that one concentrate on the Ajna center, which is one of the seven chakras, and it's located between the eyebrows. And uh, we say aloud as a group of three people or more, um, and you can meet in your own home or you can find a transmission group in your area. Um, and you just say the great invocation, which is uh, given to the world through the Alice Bailey books in 1945. And you can find it online. And you can go to Share International. Uh, their website often also should have uh, the great invocation online. And um, and then uh, you sit for about an hour or more, depending on how long you, you feel comfortable sitting. If you're new to meditation, sometimes, you know, 45 minutes to an hour would be enough, perhaps. But um, it's undertaken as a very serious form of service because this is energy that the masters can then use once it's stepped down through the chakras of the human body um, through this particular form of meditation, the, the energies are then used by the masters uh, to affect positive change in the world. And uh, so... And I, would, I just want to mention to our listeners that there is a website, www.transmissionmeditation.org, and also a program that we did uh, back in August, if you look through our uh, archives of our shows, there's a complete show on transmission meditation last August. We're out of time once again. Thank you, Elisa, for this wonderful conversation. My pleasure.